My name is Sylvester McNutter III. My mission right now is to create conversations around healing, self-love, self-awareness. I believe that once you heal and once you find your purpose, then you create happiness, then you create success. And I believe we are all worthy. Welcome to one of my favorite episodes of the Free Your Energy podcast. Today, my guest, Derek Jones Nelson, a media mogul, an entrepreneur, photographer, videographer, a friend of mine, a brother of mine. He was the guy who was with me on my Free Your Energy tour this summer. You saw his work on Instagram at DJ Yes. Now we're going to get a little more intimate, a little more personal, and we're going to find out about his life. Derek. <laughs> Derek. My brother. My brother. How you doing? Doing well, man. Good. How are you? How are I'm you? good. So let me tell you why I brought you on here. Okay. You're a talented brother. You're a smart man. You have a lot of value to offer people. You don't promote yourself. You don't talk about yourself. You're a humble guy. And as your friend, as someone who respects your work, who has worked with you, it's my responsibility to talk about you, to tell people about your journey, to tell people about your work, to tell people about the effort that you're putting into the world because what you do matters. So that's why you're here. Mm -hmm. So I wanna dive right in. Mm -hmm. You came on the Free Your Energy Tour. You did the photography, the videography, you controlled all the media. Tell us about how you felt about that experience this summer. Yeah, yeah, thanks again for having me too, Sylvester. Um, I, um, that experience, it, it was really, um, it felt fresh for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of um, what we created felt like new. And, um, you know, just, we really were just testing a lot, of, a lot of things and seeing what worked and what, you know, what didn't work. So mm -hmm. my experience from that was, um, I was just really wanting to learn. And so, you know, as my, my background goes, I'm a, I'm a digital media creative, you know, mm -hmm. created um, a company brain for the media. And so we run a lot of a lot of corporate corporate work through that. Mm -hmm. um, do a lot of work under my own name, Derek Jones Nelson. And so um, a lot of that, you know, stems from, you know, doing lifestyle uh, type of content, um, landscape, nature, um, you know, anything under the sun that, you know, that I'm really, really interested in. Um, and so um, also with that is, is storytelling. And so I felt like this, this, this experience would have been a great opportunity to, to help tell your story because, you know, I'm fascinated by your story. And um, I think that was really the ultimate goal for me is just to help uh, tell your story. Um, and that's really just who I've, who I've always been. I've always tried to uh, see people's perspective and see what I can add as far as value to, mm -hmm. to other people's, um, whether it's, you know, company, whether it's, you know, um, idea, whatever it is. And so that was my whole purpose behind that was just just really providing value into helping tell the story and also just to see what happens, you know, um, and not try to really plan too much of it out and, and just kind of go with the flow with that. So. So what I really want to know is how you first started doing photography, because we look at you now, you're a professional, you're an entrepreneur, you're a professional, but a person on the other end who maybe is not where you are, that's going to be their, their question is, how did you first start? So tell us about how you first got started in photography. Yeah, yeah. So um, my background just in general um, has always been in some sort of creative form. And so, um, you know, even, you know, growing up as, as a kid and 
you know, playing video games like Street Fighter and, and you know, Mega Man, Mario Brothers with my who, brother. Who was your character on Street Fighter? So my character on Street Fighter was either Ken mm -hmm. or um, I liked Gao. Gao was Gao, was, okay. Was Gao too. was nice. He was nice. Gao was nice. Gao was nice. What was that? Uh, oh, Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Sonic yeah, Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So th those are always my characters. And so, um, you know, I just had a I had a background in, in, in you know, a lot of video games um, and just, you know, from growing up my mom and dad they you know they found out that you know me and my brother were interested in you know almost these like other worlds or other created ideas and like we kind of clung to those and those are like things that we were very interested in so they they fed that they bought mm -hmm. us the super nintendo they bought us the dreamcast they bought us the Sega you had Genesis. everything yeah, yeah everybody was at your house everybody you <laughs> uh, so that was and that's another thing is like our house was really you know in our neighborhood you know we starting off it, we we didn't grow up with a ton so it's mm -hmm. like most of the people i'm surrounded with you know, i'm in, i'm in a two-parent household but um a lot of my friends you know one parent or maybe their aunts raising you know a, a bunch of the kids and mm -hmm. and so you know our house was almost like a safe haven for a lot of kids because um, they didn't have like certain resources that you know being in a two-parent household is like night and day um because you have two incomes coming in and so yeah that was what it was like you know my my, my parents would give me action figures and you know, back then I was a huge, you know, fan of like WWE and uh, who was you know, your favorite wrestling? wrestler? Top my, two, top two favorite wrestlers. Top two favorite wrestlers. This might surprise some people, but uh, Triple H. Okay. Is, is, the is game. Top two. The game. Okay. The game. And then I got to go with The Rock. That's the Rock. Dude, they had some classics. They like had The some Rock classics. and Triple H. Like right after, like when The Rock left the Nation of Domination and he became like The Rock. And then when, when Triple H was no longer like D Generation X Triple H, right. dude, they had some classics. They had some classics. We should we should pull up and uh, watch one of those classic like WrestleManias that they had against each other. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be okay. So Triple H and The Rock. Okay. Yeah, and so that was you know that was big when I grew, when I was growing up. But then I also you know realized as we got older that, you know, wrestling wasn't real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. This was all a show, you right. know, this was all, this was all an experience that they were creating. And so um, just early growing up, like I was always interested into, into, to really like, you know, cartoons or anything that had kind of a story like connected mm -hmm. to it. And so um, actually, you know, kind of fast forward and to we get to the photography part. And so um, my senior year of college, I was graduating with administrative management business degree and, um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, had an idea, um, but I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And at the time, like, I was just always fascinated um, by, like, different blogs that would post, you know, concerts. Like, mm -hmm. um, what's, what's one I used to follow? Uh, Dope Boys was, was a really cool one I used to follow. Um, a lot of just, like, blogging back. This, this was probably, I mean, 10 years ago. I okay. think now, like, maybe longer. Yep. But back when you know content wasn't as prominent as it right. is now and so just was really interested in like concert photography and like music videos and things of that nature so mm -hmm. i was like let me save up some money let me buy a camera let me just <laughs> let me just yeah. experience you know and yep. see and see what happens and so that was that was my first you know kind of a, a plunge into photography and not really knowing you know where it take me till now you know working with really really awesome brands and, and really cool companies that um you know most you know a lot of people a lot of people have heard about and so um yeah i mean that was 
just just from that childhood, you know, having that creative kind of identity, I think stemmed a lot of what mm -hmm. it is that, that stemmed it for you. It stemmed it. It was a start. So when you, you know? first got your camera, what did you do? Like in that first six months, what did you shoot? What type of stuff were you doing? Right. I, it's funny. I would never. I actually still have the same the camera that I bought on my very first wow, camera. It's okay. a Canon T2i. And so um, the Canon T2i, it came with like a kit lens. It was like an 18 to 55 millimeter kit lens. Um, and so with that camera, I'm just like asking family members, hey, let me take a couple headshots of you. Let me take some pictures of you. I have friends who were doing music mm -hmm. at the time. So um, we were doing, you know, music videos as well. Um, and so I was just really just trying to get my feet wet and like take pictures of everything I could and set up photo shoots and um, not really having the experience in yet, but having the curiosity um, and just having to like, um, yeah, just having to want to like learn. And, and so that's you started. You dove head first, and it wasn't a let me make money from this. It was I'm curious about this. This interests me. This is a passion, and I need to explore it. It was a curiosity, 100%. And um, yeah, like my that curiosity, you know, I attest a lot of that to my brother because um, my brother's six years older than me, and so everything my brother did i would you know wanted to mirror in some aspect like my brother started a rap group and, and did that for some time so i'm like music became really a part of who i was as well and so i started you know making beats on the side and just doing anything that i could do to create like and create some sort of outlet yep. uh, for that and so um yeah i forgot what the question was but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like with creatives creatives don't just do one thing like a creative person the creative people I know, they usually venture out to different forms of creativity. Mm -hmm. What do you think for a person, because you've worked in corporate as well, mm -hmm. what do you think for the person who is working in corporate and they are creative, but they're not in touch with their creativity? They're not, they're not practicing. What do you think is some type of advice we could give them to, to just retouch base with their creativity? Sure, sure. Um, I've had like stints where, you know, you work so much in that corporate realm, or you work so much in in an aspect where it seems repetitive. You almost you sometimes do lose touch with your creativity. Mm -hmm. Things that's helped me is to kind of just put my feet in the street, um, just finding people who are in you know in the I guess the area that you're in that are doing creative things and reaching out and be like, hey, let me you know come and assist on maybe a shoot that you're doing, or let me come in. Let's just go, you know, walk around the city and take photos and let me learn some some aspects uh, from you that I may not know because I've been so locked in trying to, right. you know, right. pay my rent. Right. <laughs> right. And which not, is important. And which is important. <laughs> yeah. and, and not saying you can't, you know, you can't go the more artistic way and, you know, pay your bills and things like that. Um, but it's like you got to find a balance. You have to find right. a balance because I, I feel like as a creative um, we struggle because we want to do more of the artistic, creative things, um, but we don't ne necessarily sometimes have like the business acumen to it. I right. understand where it's like, you know, there's corporate companies to where they may not be doing anything off the wall creative, but they need your services. And so, like, um, you, I've, I've had to like have that balance, right. which I'm okay with. But I, I think that that's some advice that I would give to creatives is just like find that balance and then. Also a big part of it too is just like just surrounding yourself with people who are who are creative, you know. Mm -hmm. Some on your level, some above your level, some, you know, below your level, but you know, just kind of find yourself in in those circles. So you've done paid photography and videography and at you're at the point right now where you live off of your creativity. 
you pay your bills, you eat, you literally live your life off of your creativity, your expertise, your entrepreneurship. So tell us about how you, you told us about how Rookie could get started, how you got started. You were very curious, putting your your feet in the street, I believe, is what you said. Tell us how a rookie can get started when they reach the point where they're six months to a year in and they want to they want to start getting paid for their work. Mm-hmm. You're at that rookie point in this generation now. How do you how do you start getting paid for that type of work? Uh, yeah, I, I could just just speak through it from from my experience. Um, you know, after I got six months, 12 months in, 18 months, however long. You know, you build up a portfolio, um, and you put that portfolio together based on, you know, whatever it is niche that you are really interested in. At the time when I was building my portfolio, um, I did a few music videos, and I had done a few uh, events and was doing some concert photography. And so that was where a lot of my expertise lies, or at least that's how it would be perceived um, from the outside looking in. And so that's what I did. I built a website, you know, titled it, you know, what my name is, and... I'm just kind of pushed pushed a lot of a lot of that content um, through that, and so from like the photography standpoint, that's what you know I would do. It's like you build your portfolio, um, and you know put you put together a professional website, build your social media up, um, and just make you know make yourself appear like you know what you're doing essentially. Um, and I, and I feel like that's any form of marketing. And so for creatives, it's marketing is I think a, a step sometimes that we forget that's important. Um, and that's that's just my advice. What I w- what I would okay. say to so I, I want to circle back to the marketing aspect, but let's keep it on the rookie standpoint for a second. If you're still that rookie, so let's say you know you're six months in and you say build your portfolio. So they build a portfolio, and now uh, they're they're trying to market themselves. What do you think in the first zero months to two years? What are the three skills that you think a photographer or a videographer should be focusing on most and I'm, and I'm talking about skill set as far as the actual craft so things like you know mastering your camera could be one or um you know composition just what do you think are the three most important skills a rookie zero to two years should be focusing on mastering um i would say what's very important um just to separate your photography from from other people's i would say understanding how to manually control your camera. And so when I say manually control, I mean understanding what ISO means, understanding what aperture means, understanding what shutter speed means, and understanding how those three things form the photo that you're creating. And so like mm-hmm. understanding the relationship between those, um, I think you would be much, you you know, you would you would cut a lot of corners um, because uh, I started off when I when I first started shooting, I was doing automatic, and I and I would put some whatever settings in my ISO and my aperture, and it would auto adjust my shutter speed. But then when I started to you know do more manual, it was definitely tough at first, but um, it just taught me a lot about you know working more on the go and understanding looking at light differently instead of just you manually or automatically, I should say. Um, put, putting your camera up and just mm-hmm. whatever exposes come out, you know, that's what comes out. But actually manually controlling everything, that that's important. So um, I would say that, number two, understanding lighting and composition. Like, that's pretty much everything when it comes to photography. Okay. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably number two. And then number three, I would say, is understanding um, somewhat how to tell a story with your photo. And so 
you know, anybody can just walk up and take and take a picture. But it's like, what's actually happening in that photo? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the subject doing? What's happening in the background? Um, you know, is it or is it a conversation? Is it someone you know reading? Is it someone writing? Like, mm-hmm. understanding what actions are happening in your photo and how um, you can bring the, the best emotion. I feel like out of that of that photo. And so, um, yeah, that's 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 what I was to say. Top Thank three. you. That- I really think uh, someone who's at the beginning, you know, zero to two years and they hear that, I think that's the information they need because that gives them a lot of the times we feel lost in life because we don't we don't know what we're doing. We don't have a, a aiming point. Mm-hmm. But when you a, a rookie hears that, you know, work on lighting and composition, mm-hmm. mastering your camera and then learning how to tell the story. Those are the three tips you gave us. Now it tells them, wow, OK, I know what I need to do. Like that gives people inspiration. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I want to circle back to you mentioned marketing so and we're just going in like a chronological order here if you kind of notice so a person has the creativity they start getting their feet in in the streets as you say they get their feet in the streets they start shooting with friends and family now they're like okay i'm a year in i i want to get paid for this i'm good i enjoy this i I want this to be my job Mm -hmm. so then they they start mastering those three things and they start learning how to market you mentioned that most entrepreneurs, I'm sorry, that most creatives don't have the business acumen. You, your degree is in business, so you kind of have a different advantage mm-hmm. over other creatives. What's one tip around marketing that a photographer or videographer, videographer needs to get themselves out there to get more contracts, to get more shoots? What's one, give me two, give me two marketing tips that you personally use? Okay, number one, 100% number one, you have to know how to build relationships. And when I say build relationships, you have to know how to have conversations with people and be able to explain what it is that you're providing, um, you know, for the client, for if it's a friend. And um, I think the best people to practice on is your friends. Um, and that will build confidence and trust into in, into what it is that you're doing. So number one, I would say building relationships. Um, and then number two, I would say align yourself um, with people who who necessarily aren't as good at it as what you do, but have other elements that you're missing. And so, for example, if you have a friend who's really, really good at, um, let's say, copyright, and you're not really good at copyright, but you know that if you have to post content online, you have to like write a, a caption with whatever photo right. you're posting or with whatever video you posted. Finding someone to help you with that, like to help you fill in the cracks that you're like missing, that you know you're struggling with. Um, and I know for a while that took a, it took a long time for me um, to figure that out because as a creative, we wanna do everything. We wanna touch every corner and we wanna you know build it ourselves. But um, a lot of the times it's like if you relinquish and trust other people with, with things that you're not an expert at, um, overall your value builds up and that's and that's essentially what you know what helped what helped me so you have a very like free to know ego approach to it a lot of the times people in their in their professionalism they're i'm great at this i'm great at that but they never uh just remove the ego and say okay i can learn over here i can be better over here or i can get help over here so what is one thing that you're you're focused on as far as learning right now because you're already a master of, not only a master of the camera and the art, but you're also a master of putting yourself out there and you're a master of literally surviving off of art, which is very hard to do. 
in my field as an author, 1% of authors can live and support themselves and their family off of their art. Mm -hmm. That means that of the 7 million books that are in publication right now, there's 1% of those authors who can live solely off of their work. Now, I don't know that stat for photography yeah. and videography, but I'm guessing it's something uh, similar to that. Mm -hmm. So what's one thing that you're focused on Which learning? that's amazing, by the way, I just want to say. This is about you, brother. I, don't know, but I just want to <laughs> point that out. <laughs> what, what's one thing that you're focused on learning uh, right now and mastering right now? Um, that's a great question. And with that, it doesn't have to be just work-related. It right. could be even in your personal life. Like, What's one thing you're really trying to get better at just as a person? Right. I, th I think as a person, I'm starting to really get to learn how to get better at doing things like this, jumping on the podcast, or, or really um, expressing myself, not only in a creative way, but um, in a way that got dives a little bit more emotionally um, into like my journey and, and how I've gotten to where I've gotten. Um, and so that's that's what I'm working on right now. That's a, that's, that's a big part of why, you know, I wanted to come, wanted to come on here is, is, is to kind of jump over that hurdle and, and um, you know, spark that, that initial kind of idea because that's something I've been battling with, you know, for a long time, juggling if I want to start, you know, a vlog channel um, or, you know, if I wanted to start maybe my own personal podcast or creating, you know, courses. There's things that there's a, there's things down the line that I want to do. Um, and that that hurdle is definitely being more open and, and expressive when it comes to like the emotional aspect. So that's something that I'm that I'm currently working on. Um, Working on now. just opening yourself up to, to different things. Yeah. So that, that leads me to a very um, curious point. Would you consider yourself more introverted or would you consider yourself more extroverted? If, if introverts are a one and extroverts are 10, your natural way of being, naturally, where would you say you rank? I'd say, I'd say five. Dead in the middle. Five, six, five, six. Yeah. So you're. We're gonna give you five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Five point five. Okay. Okay. Now, do you feel like I'm an, I'm an, I'm a creative too. I feel like to be a creative successfully, you need to lean more towards introversion. And the reason I say that is because I think you need to figure it out. You need to sit with your art. You need to really sit with what you're creating. But as a marketer and as a get yourself out there, get, I feel like you need to lean way more towards extroversion. Mm -hmm. I give myself a five or six as well. Mm -hmm. But when I'm trying to get myself out there, I'm, I'm a nine or a 10. Mm -hmm. You know, speaking in front of people, I'm a 10. Mm -hmm. But when I'm writing my book, I'm a one. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm working. Mm -hmm. So how do, you find, how do you find the balance? How do you know which one you need to go between? Because you're wearing multiple hats. You're a salesperson, you're a marketer, you're a creative. How do you know how to balance yourself? Uh, sometimes you just don't know. You just kind of feel it. Like uh, Sometimes it's just the situations you may put yourself in or, um, you know, if you create uh, uh, relationships with people who maybe are more social than you are um, and you put yourself in those environments. I mean, I could just give an example with, with the way, you know, my – I, I run my business now, and and so I have a partner who um, is my cousin. His name is Ron, and um, the way we run our business is structured. I'm creative, and he's, um, you know, public relations, sales, you know, the front, and mm -hmm. and he'll, 
that's what his his job is and that's what my job is mm-hmm. when we need to do the other end we both do um when he needs to, to to be creative he can when i need to you know be more sales focused i can too um but for that business structure it's been working very well because we've accepted roles mm. and uh, we've trusted each other and you know we've been very like transparent and honest about um the direction and uh what our duty should be as as both being business owners and so finding that balance even just beyond that just like finding that balance i think comes from the people you surround yourself with you know sometimes you may need to unplug for a weekend and not talk to anybody and you know there's i spent summers you know just creating like you know back when when we were in our in our teens and in early 20s Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't get a phone until i was 22 like 21 22 and it was a flip phone and so i didn't get a lot of numbers in my phone anyway and so you know, I was forced to like, what am I going to do with my time? It's like, am I going to, am I just going to hang out and watch TV and movies and, and kind of waste that? Or am I going to create something? And, and, and that's what a lot of that stemmed from. Um, it's just like really filling my time with being, you know, productive. And so um, it's, it's not something that I necessarily like think too much about. I almost just react um, on what I feel like is the best, is the best feeling. And so um yeah i think that's all right i'm looking something up right now it says according to a nielsen report united states adults are watching five hours and four minutes of television per day which is a 35.5 hour per week average which is slightly more than 77 days per year so when you mention filling your time 77 days that's per year insane 77 days that's like another full-time job 35 hours a week there's only uh what how many hours in a week 256 i believe 256 let's find out i need to know so we got 24 hours in a week times seven days it's a hun- okay, it's 168. 168, okay. And then 35.5 is, let's just do 35 divided by 168, right? That'll give us a percentage. That's 20%. So people are spending 20%. And this is, this is on average. It's average. So this means a lot of people are doing this. 20 percent of your time dedicated to television now that's not to say that television is is bad because there's a lot of quality on television there's a lot of you know you you need entertainment you need to get away from from the job for a little bit and break and watch your favorite show i don't see anything wrong with that i don't see anything with using a device to learn either like nothing wrong with that but 35 hours a week 77 days of your year I think if you're listening to this episode of the the Free Your Energy podcast, Derek has given us a lot of reasons why we need to not watch TV, why we need to need to get our feet in the street, get get wet, get in the pool, get in the deep end. Like, come on. Enough with just putting your feet in the pool. It's time to dive in. Whatever you're struggling with right now, I want you to dive in. You're listening to a guy or you're watching a guy, if you can see the video, who considers himself not an extrovert, not an introvert, right in the middle. So you can't use that excuse. 
let this man's story empower you and, and push you. Because when I hear his story, it, empower, it empowers me. It inspires me. 77 days a year towards watching television. Think about that. Derek told us that one of the keys to his success is choosing how he fills his time. You can follow Derek on Instagram at DJ Yes. That's going to be his main page. His other page is DJ Yes Photo. DJ Yes Photo is your page. What do you put on that page? Yeah, so DJ Yes Photo. Um, I'm I'm really in a in the, in the cityscapes landscapes. Um, you know, we travel. I travel a good amount, and so um, that that just really intrigues me. So a lot of my content on that um, is photography, videography, cities I've, I've been to, uh, places I've hiked, explored, um, and so that's what the main a lot of the DJS photo. Love it. That's one thing I love about your page is a lot of times people will niche themselves and they'll say, "Hey, I'm only a photographer in the city," or "I'm only a, a nature photographer," and I like that you have the duality to explore both. Be, and I, I think that says a lot about your personality, but that's genuinely what I like because I'm, I'm from Chicago, I'm a city boy, but I love being in nature and being away from it too. And so when I look at your work, I see both. So that's the DJ Yes photo page. You have another page on Instagram called DJ Yes Creative. Tell us about that page. Sure, so DJ Yes Creative um, is focused more on um, more commercial work with like models and uh, style shoots, um, fashion, you know, focus work. Um, it's a lot more. I get a I get a lot more arts kind of focus when mm -hmm. I do work with that page. But um, you know, I've recently done work with um, you know, I'm wearing this shirt that's actually from this brand called Unlucky Weirdos, who I've been doing a ton of work with. And so I'll post content like that on there, where it's you know, we get models to, uh, for a specific shoot, theme it out, um, provide all the you know merchandise, pick a really sick, cool location, and do that, those type of things as well. And so. Uh, you know, do branded work like that as well. So you'll see a lot of that on like the DJS creative page. So you work with a lot of companies, you work with a lot of brands and your your whole mission is, uh, as a media mogul, as I like to call you, is to, to enhance what they're doing, to help them get more customers, to help them get more attention, to help them create, uh, you know, be better content. So if a company out there is hearing this podcast, how do they get a hold of you? How do they book you? How do they start negotiating with you to get get you on their team to do work for them sure yeah um like Sly just said if you if you want to follow me dj yes um dj yes is uh, my handle and so if you um you know reach out there like you know send a direct message um i can i'll tag my my email on, on this as okay, well okay we can um, do that and so yeah, I mean that that'd be an easy way to to get in contact with me. I have a, I have a, a few pages, you know, that you okay. can reach me at. And so, say your email just in case this is a podcast only listener and they they want to reach out via email. Maybe they're not they're not on on Instagram. Sure, it's just my name. So Derek D E R R I C K Jones J O N E S Nelson N E L S O N all together at Gmail. Perfect. Thank you for coming on the Free Your Energy podcast. I hope to have you on again. In, in the near future so maybe uh let's 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 try to get you in the fall let's get you in the fall yeah, let's get you fun. back that'd and, be fun and i just want to stay in touch with your journey and as your business grows as you grow as a person i just want to keep you keep you on here i want my my listeners to grow accustomed to you you know when you watch your tv show because you guys are watching 77 uh, days a year you have favorite characters on every show like we all you know when you were watching wrestling you had your triple h and you had the rock 
And one of the, my goals with the Free Your Energy podcast is f- for all of my guests to be returning, returning characters, returning people. Mm-hmm. So then that way the listener can have different people that they like or that they're attached to or that they love to hear from. And so that's one of my personal missions, you know. And then also because I have a big platform, I want to share my platform and I want to share other people's life. And so I'm just so glad that you came on and you're allowing me to share your life and share your story. I appreciate that. Um, I do want to share one more thing, though. Go ahead, yeah. And so it, it really stems off of what you were speaking about, watching the, was it 70 hours a week of television? Yeah, 35 hours 35, a week. Yep. 35 hours a week. And so I saw I saw a um, post on Instagram and it said, uh, when you get off work. And so um, it showed the poor mindset and it showed the rich mindset. The poor mindset, when you get off work, eat snacks, watch Netflix. Um, what else does it say? Relax. Hold it. Hold the hold the screen. Hold the screen. Okay. Yep. Relax and be lazy. Complain about work. Gamble. Drink alcohol. And that's the poor mindset. The rich mindset is to plan, work out, educate myself, meditate, read, learn a new skill. And so, I just wanted to tail in off of that because it's what do you want to fill your time with? Um, do you want to be entertained or do you want to create? Um, you know what you've been talking about creating this. You know most of the time. And so. Yeah. You're going to have to close us out, man. You got to say the tagline. You know the tagline? I need the tagline. The tagline is free your energy. Go ahead. Free your energy. Do it again. Free your energy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. So I appreciate you.